Welcome, Star Wars fans. Gather around the campfire a little bit closer. A little bit closer. It's time for the Fans of the Force podcast. I'm John Frederick, and with me as normal are Adrian and Cat Ray. Hello, boys and ghouls. <laughs> what up, guys? And today is a very haunting episode of Fans of the Force <laughs> podcast. It's our Halloween Star Wars extravaganza. Stop it, stop it, Stop it. <laughs> so sit down in these chairs by this campfire. And let's hear scary tales from a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> What's in store for our good listeners today, Adrian? It's the rundown. We got a devilish lineup today, today's episode. First, we're going to kick things off with... The official Star Wars Halloween trivia quiz that I just happened to come across Ooh. last night. <laughs> Go figure that actually being a thing. Yes. Very appropriate. All right. And uh, then we're going to count down our top 13 spooky moments from the Star Wars saga. So movies, comics, books, everything is game here. All the little horror movies hidden inside. And spread out throughout the entire franchise, so that's that's gonna be exciting. That's super fun. That's right. Yeah. Well, let's put it all through the wood choppers, shall we? Alrighty then. Question number one: What is the name of the creature lurking inside the Death Star trash compactor? There's four Di- choices, no. and they are: Dianoga, Anacondon, Colo Clawfish, or OPC Killer. Right, we all have to know this one, right? Yeah, right. Click on Dianoga. There we go. Okay. Question two. Yeah, right. Why don't you take question number two? All right. Who or what made Leia scream while sitting in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon? All right. Choices are. Hold on. This oh, is a trick question. This oh. is a trick question here. Han Solo made her scream a few times. In the million. Hey now. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Let's <laughs> see. The choices are a a space slug, Han Solo, a Minoc, or an Imperial. I think Minoc. yeah, um, a Minoc is Minoc. what they're looking for it's today. Although the space slug comes later. Solo is on the list. Yes. What's the difference between Han Solo and a space slug? Or an Imperial. I would say a chin scar. <laughs> the chin scar, thank you. <laughs> Adrian, take question number three for us. Question number three. What is the name of the Admiral featured in the Clone Wars whose design was directly inspired by Tarantula? Admiral Hularin? <laughs> Admiral Trench? Anyone. Admiral Teredoc? Or Admiral Redis? Admiral Trench. Cluck, it's cluck, Trenchy. Cluck, 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 cluck. I remember yeah. the noise. Cluck, it, cluck, cluck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I actually wasn't even thinking about How did Admiral I forget Trench. about him? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty freaking horrifying, come to think no, of it. it is, yeah. yeah. No, I agree. A giant that's a, freaking spider. That's a good spider. monster. Giant spider mofo that, with a spider speech impediment. Admiral, spider Admiral. Does whatever <laughs> a spider <laughs> Admiral. <laughs> cluck, 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 cluck. <laughs> All right, the next one, question four. 
How do the Dathomirian Night Sisters preserve their dead? And the answers are bury them in the ground, hang them from trees, wrap them in banta hides, <laughs> or keep them submerged in tanks. Tanks, but uh, no tanks. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, God. And I actually was just thinking about these episodes. I don't remember. They come I, out of the ground, they don't they? I well, see, I was gonna say, didn't they hang them from the trees? Because they like come down from the trees, yeah. And how does hanging them from a tree preserve them, though? That just kind of seems like aren't they in like a little sack? But they, yeah, they were kind of in like a like cocoon thing, weren't they? You know, it's been a while since I've seen these episodes. It's been a while. Let's click and find out. Hang them from trees. See if we're right or wrong. Yeah. Oh. Oh. (laughs) It said right. Oh, I remember this shot. This is a creepy moment, too. That is, is that we didn't okay. talk about. Go ahead, Cat Ray. Question five. Which Jedi is a mummified corpse when Kanan and the ghost crew attempt to rescue her on Stygian Prime? And the options are Shock T, Deepa Balaba, Luminara Unduli, or Boltar Swan. Luminarily. Yep. God, that image. But yeah, that was a creepy image, and I remember being like, "When that right?" (laughs) They showed that. I don't think I've ever stared at it uh, as a still, though. Yeah. 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 No. We should add that to our. Kind of got a little bit of a sugar skull look to it. It does. uh, Get those Martha skull. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Number six, Rathars. Just sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> sorry, I sounded like, read That's the, a good monster. Why didn't we add that to our list? I totally forgot yeah. about Rathars. Well, tentacle we monsters. It's in, yeah. it's in the That's best. right. Tentacle the, monsters. The- yeah, basically, what is Han Solo? What is, what is he carrying on his freighter when he meets Ryan Finn? Yeah, it's Ratars. Well, Ratars. Yeah. Not Rancors, not Zillow Bees. He couldn't even fit his own spice. Yeah. Nope. Number seven, Mother Talzin makes a voodoo doll of which Sith? Is it Count Dooku? Is it Darth Sidious? Darth Maul? Or Savage Opress? Dooku. It's Dooku. I don't remember. Part of that. Hmm? I don't remember. It's Dooku because remember she sends a Saj and the one, another night sister after him. And she's got the voodoo doll and she's, it's Dooku. Yeah. It's totally Dooku. Yeah. Yeah. Good memory. 100%. I was going to lean towards Sidious, but I think you're right. So did I, but all right. It's Dooku. Count Dooku, survey says. Ray. Nice. All righty. Question number eight. How many years does Jabba say it takes for the Sarlacc to digest its prey? Over a thousand? One hundred? At least five hundred? Over ten thousand? It's a thousand, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a thousand. Which I just have to say, as a biologist, that scene always drives me crazy because (laughs) even if the Sarlacc digested you for a thousand years... 
you'd be way dead long before that. Like, well, that's so who just cares? Technicality, though. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway. All right, here we go. Question nine. Queen Karina the Great used brain worms to control undead creatures of what species? Ithorians, Zabrak, Tegruda, or Geonosans? Up your Geonoso with a rubber hosa. <laughs> <laughs> Spot on. Boop. Number 10. What does the Emperor tell Luke Skywalker? The choices are, you are no Jedi. Let the hate flow through you. Good is a certain point of view. And you don't know the power of the dark side. It's let the hate flow through you. It sure yeah. is. Vader yeah. says you don't know the, the power, power of, of the, the dark, dark side. That is true, yeah. Yeah, they're trying to trick novices. Yes. Woohoo! Guess what, guys? We're Star Wars Halloween nerds. We got 10 out of 10. Big surprise. Uh, And due largely, in fact, to to Cat Ray with the voodoo doll part, because I was leaning towards Sidious. Sidious. Yeah, your Clone Wars knowledge is on point tonight. That's right. You might hate popcorn, but you don't hate Star Wars. <laughs> Both of these things are true. Very. <laughs> uh, seriously. I can't All right. That popcorn. leads us to the next section. Um, we're going to unveil our top 13 creepiest Star Wars Halloween moments. True that. Dun, dun, dun. And I mean, just knowing us too, there's probably going to be a lot of tangents where we're going to probably bring up other moments. Exactly. Yeah. The best kind. (laughs) We yeah we we did have to make an honorable mentions category for this. Yes. So these are in no particular order, right, Adrian? No particular order. I just kind of wrote them down as we talked about it. Nice. Hope you can hear me chewing my popcorn. All right. So, let's just start from the bottom. Let's do that. Go back all the way up. Sure. All right. Coming in at number 13, even though it's no particular order, Luke versus Vader and Empire Strikes Back. John Boy, this yeah. one was one of yours. Elaborate. It was, yeah. Yeah, this one actually is probably my top moment. And um, it's it's so um, just typical horror movie. There's jump scares. There's the the big dark villain mm-hmm. in the dark room, and you don't know where he is. And the hero's kind of like on his toes, uh, turning around to every single sound he hears, and he knows that he's outmatched. And here comes, you know, the villain with the big sword. You know, it's so classic slasher film. It's crazy. Yeah, I was thinking about those scenes after you brought this up, and you're so right. Like, the I remember watching Empire Strikes Back. It's like a preteen, and the whole thing, you know, how 
Vader as just kind of this looming shadow. Yeah. And Luke is, like you said, completely on his toes and unprepared. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's got a very kind of creepy, spooky vibe to the whole thing. You know, it's awesome because I was thinking when you uh, shared this with us, right? I started thinking, well, yeah, that is totally slasher. And I started thinking, which slasher is Vader in the Star Wars universe? And I was just thinking, right? Yeah. Um, there's a family connection there in that scene. We find out that Luke uh, is his son, right? He's related. Ooh, the right. big boogeyman is related to you. Totally Halloween. <laughs> Jamie Lee oh, Curtis. Yeah. Yeah. Laurie Strode finds out that Michael Myers is her brother. Ooh, big reveal. So, you heard it here first. Spoiler alert. Not really. The movie's like... <laughs> for me. It's 38 years old. Halloween 2, that's where that came out. Yeah. <laughs> Plus the new Halloween kind of retcon that threw it out the window, but still. Mm. So, heard it here first. That's interesting. Vader is the Michael Myers of the Star Wars universe. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, machete equals red lightsaber. Machete's Jason. It is. <laughs> knife. Big knife. Big ass knife. Big ass knife. Comically large kitchen knife. Comically large right. red lightsaber. Same thing. <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 I like that you made me make the comparison, so I thank you for that, sir. Yeah, I mean that that to me that that just sums it all up. And it's funny because that, I- that that battle starts of, you know, kind of typical, right? Vader's taunting him and whatnot, just kind of teasing him the whole time. But then in the middle of the battle, there's no more talking. It's just pure silence and breathing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's freaking terrifying. Yeah. I think I think when I was looking back on the on this <laughs> looking back on this, it's like, you know, Vader is the big scary villain in a new hope, but like this really made it kind of spookier and almost more impressive in a way. Oh, totally. Impressive is the word I'm looking for, but it makes him even more of a larger than life presence. That is the moment in the franchise where Vader became, I think the big boogeyman that a lot of us like to think of him as because Lord knows Mm -hmm. that didn't happen in the original star Wars. Where he was basically yeah, but he was slapped straight dog. up choking people with his fingers. So he was scary That's in true. the first one too, but not in the same kind of way. Like they took right? it to another level. Yes, you know, yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's it seems a lot more menacing without the overt threat, right? Which is much creepier. Yeah, and almost more scary without the overt threat. For- snuffing dudes through the video monitor. It's like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's that's pretty sweet. You're on a different ship, but there goes your windpipe. <laughs> Fair to say that Empire is the one that made Vader scary, right? That's the one. Well, uh, like that's the movie. I mean, he was like I said, he was scary in the very first scene he was in. It's just a different kind of scary, right? Mm, all right. Yeah, all right, just kind of choke a guy to death. Just but I mean, I'm kind off. of with you, Adrian. Like, I think that Empire really cements him as kind of... The dude walks into the movie, okay, through well... a wall with his army, uh, you know, s- just slaughtering I'm all, not the, disag- all the rebels, 
And then he picks a guy up with one hand and chokes him to death. The guy walked into the film (laughs) and imposed his badassery right away. We knew how that's frightening. It is, but it's not like. He was the one in all black. Everything else is white and gray. And he's I, black. Yeah, I know. But I just think that. He's the vision when of you're scary thinking, just, just immediately. But when and you're then, thinking yeah, of kind of atmosphere. I think when you're thinking in terms of like horror movie atmosphere, they're not the same though. Like, yes, he's big and he's bad and he's dressed all in black and he's scary and he does terrible things. But it's just the atmosphere is what changes between the original and empire. I'm inclined to agree with the popcorn hater on this one. I mean, the atmosphere does have a lot to do with it. And anyway, yeah, but we're not splitting hairs. I mean, the guy's badass though. He is badass. Yeah, he is. We're not disagreeing. We're just not agreeing. How? how, (laughs) No, we're, we're agreeing, but you know, my point is, Yes, you're right. It's a different level for Empire Strikes Back. But, I mean, he's been badass from the first moment. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, not up for debate. They raised the stakes a lot in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And then in Jedi, eh. eh well, that's so much. Jedi, he was Daddy Vader, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, number 12. But, oh, yeah. Sorry, one more point. No, go ahead. All right, number twelve. Uh, let's see. All right, let's go with this one. Uh, General Grievous's initial introduction into the franchise in the Clone Wars miniseries. Yeah, that's a good one. I can't believe I totally forgot about that, um, Adrian. I think you picked that up, but you're so good because it's all about that scene. Or scenes, it's all about like the anticipation. Yes. Like you hear him coming and the tension is just building and you're like, what's gonna happen? And then he like pops up. <laughs> it's great. I I always I love that part of the the Clone Wars. I mean, you movies. got you got all these Jedi Masters and Knights, right? They don't fear mm-hmm. anything and they're sweating bullets. They are just like, what is going on here? You got that anticipation you mentioned. The tension is so thick you could cut it with a lightsaber. Then you got Shaggy. That's his actual name, right? <laughs> that, that's the, Oh, yeah. yeah the Shaggy. Jedi that looks like Shaggy. <laughs> yeah. Jedi Knight. Scooby-Doo Jedi. Master Shaggy or Shaggy. He just absolutely loses it. Makes a run for it. And then, bam! The first time we actually see Grievous, he jumps on top of him and just crushes yeah. the dude. Oh, gross. <laughs> This is like a kid's cartoon. Damn. But I remember watching that as a kid. I was like, what is going on here, man? I was losing it. Then the then the, the following the battle that followed all that. Mm-hmm. Just Grievous yeah. knocking out Jedi one after another. Until all you're left is with a Kiati there. Then it just ends on that cliffhanger where you don't know what happens. Woof. Woof. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. That that really got me as a kid. All right. Next one. Uh, let's go with 
Maul and Kenobi's first uh, reunion in the Clone Wars. Ooh. Oh, yeah. What episode was that in again? Oh, I'd have to go back and check the. <laughs> okay. Never mind. <laughs> we just watched them not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, we, we talked about it. That's where they're he and. Um, is he alone in that scene? Uh, initially. Yes. So Kenobi arrives on the planet after Maul kind of ransacks it right yeah yeah so he, yes that the whole village is on fire you got the little r2 unit just kind of banging the wall what oh yeah more atmosphere more tension like what is going Very. on here then you got maul rising out of this hill of hellfire yeah he's not spider mole anymore but he's still got those weird chicken legs if i remember correctly Mm-hmm. so that, that's weird man that is weird and it's literally a demon walking out of Hell for me. And I just, I've always loved the imagery in that scene for that. And the sound design too, just so on point. Yeah. I mean, there are going to be several Clone Wars things that come up in this list because I think they did a really good job of kind of adding some of these horror elements to, you know, various episodes and. This was definitely a great one for that. Again, just kind of starting with the whole atmosphere. Everything's on fire. Everyone's dead. There's a droid aimlessly banging into the walls. You know, everything is clearly... That might be the creepiest part of that whole yeah. thing, The droid, too. right? Yeah. Like, it's just yeah. everything is wrong, and it feels wrong, but you don't have, you know, you, where is everybody? You know, what's who's going to pop out? What's going to happen? And then... And then you get the showdown with Maul and Kenobi. Yeah, that's good. Good stuff, good stuff. I'm still waiting for my Star Wars horror movie. Force Ghost, I... a Star Wars story, something. <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me. <laughs> um. Yeah, oh, a Star Wars horror movie could be dope. It's your word, Adrian, but I'm going to use it. <laughs> really could be, it yeah. Be. Yeah. I mean, when you think about kind of the horror elements that are woven, especially throughout the Clone Wars, but in in the movies and in the comics, I mean, there's it's really, there's a lot that they could mine if they wanted to do some sort of horror movie. I don't know if we'll ever see something like that, but they could do it. We had this Somebody conversation too, like I think our second episode ever of the podcast where we talked about different genres. Oh, like yes, that we would want to see. So John's John's a uh, first uh, pick with Luke versus Vader and Vader being a slasher villain pretty much in that scene. Uh harkens back to an idea for I think a cool story where Vader's uh pursuing some characters, but we see well, we only see it from the perspective from those characters. So to them, Vader's just this shape that's breathing heavy, just constantly following them and showing up and doing things. We have no context like we do as an audience to who he is. Mm, yeah. I want to see that somewhere. Maybe a Vader comic. Yeah. God knows those Vader right. comics are full of moments like that. Oh, yeah. No. Vader's chasing down and killing people all over the place in those comics. There's a lot of <laughs> a lot of those elements there. <laughs> Alrighty, next one. Do, 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 do. The brain worms on Geonosis. 
I mean, so this was one of my picks. And those worms are freaky AF, right? Without I mean, that's yeah. just first, not only are there brain worms, but then she's actually like using the brain worms to animate corpses. That's what the quiz just said. So really they're they're <laughs> like zombie Straight brain up zombies. Worms. Right. And then and then they infect all the other people and then they just become I don't know, alive zombies, brain-controlled zombies. Ugh, like, ugh, and they're gross, and worms, and they, ugh, yeah, no. That whole, when they're in the tunnels and they're being chased by the brain worm-possessed Geonosans, ugh, that's so, like, everything's dark. They've only got the light, you know, like the one light or whatever. It's a very horror movie-esque to me. Like Blair Witch Project-esque almost, you know, shaky cam. Shaky cam. You know, I love that whole sequence, but I think the one moment that really stuck with me from that episode, or those series, of, I think it was two episodes. It was a two-parter, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was a two-parter. The freakiest part is when they're, it is a two-parter, but I think the freakiest part is when they're, like, in the tunnels on Geonosis, fighting off right. the Geonosians that have been yeah. possessed by the brain worm. Yeah. I would counter that it's, I think it's on the ship in part two, where Ahsoka starts oh, catching okay. on. Yes. And she confronts one of the clones that's infected, and this worm just kind of pops out of his Pop. mouth, and his yeah. eyes roll back into his head. <laughs> yeah, that's... Wow. Yeah, that whole... those Both of those... I mean, certainly even the second one, yeah, where you get kind of the possessed... You get the possessed clones and more worms. Ugh. Ugh. Is that the Gross. most it makes horror me movie, crawl. I think? Is that fair to say that's the most horror movie, I think, the franchise as a whole has gone to as far as like like legit horror movie um off the top of my head i would be inclined to agree just between the whole like you kind of got like body horror with the worms invading you know there's also like the yeah yeah no i think you're yes i agree well, that actually brings me to our next one on the list because it's another okay. it's another zombie one. We got the Night Sister zombies on Dathomir. Yeah, Magic those are creepy. Another one of mine. Yeah, and yeah, those are like actual zombies brought back from the dead by magic. Magic, magics um, with a K. Mag- magics with <laughs> a K. Dark side magic. Dark side. Yes. Well, Night Sister magic, which I think is different than dark side magic but kind of the whole atmosphere around dathomir is kind of spooky i think they anyway. come out of the same butthole i'm just saying <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe it's possible but you know the whole atmosphere at, on dathomir is kind of spooky anyway it's very misty everything's yeah. red light you know so they're already green they already have that swirling mist and- yeah so you know they already the atmosphere is spooky enough and then being able to call up an undead army to fight your enemies, I mean, <laughs> well, seems horror-esque to me. Let, let's compare the two. These are like J.R.R. The- Tolkien much? <laughs> mm, yeah, that's true. You've got the five or not. The army yeah, of the dead. There, John. The army of the dead, yeah. All right, but let's compare the two types of zombies then, right? Because I think this is the only two times that yeah. zombies pop up on the list. Uh, the only two times. The only two times. <laughs> So far, <laughs> what are uh, what's scarier than like organic virus parasite zombies or magic zombies? 
Because uh, to me, the, the magic aspect kind of takes a little bit yourself, away. So well, it's a toss-up. I think I'd say the, whichever one's in front of you. Yeah, I think the brain worms are a little freakier to me because it's much more invasive. Like, it's much more invasive, and I mean, so these night sister zombies, like they're already dead and brought to life by magic, but like the brain worms can infect you while you're running away from them. And so it also, not only do you have the zombies, but then you've also got this danger of becoming possessed yourself. Whereas the Night Sister zombies don't make you a zombie, they'll just kill you. So <laughs> I don't know, I guess. Would you rather be dead or possessed by a brain worm? <laughs> well, if I get yeah. possessed by a brain worm, all you got to do is put me in a freezer for like 10 minutes and I'll come out of it. Yeah, see, so in the end, brain worms might be better, but they're also freakier to me than. Zang, I don't want no zombies. worm coming out of my mouth or ear. <laughs> Neither did the crew of the Reliant in uh, the Wrath of Khan. <laughs> Different podcast, wrong fandom. Oh, abort, sorry. abort, abort. <laughs> God! There's a correlation there, though. Worms in the brain. There is, yeah. Speaking of worms in the brain. <laughs> yeah, see, you like that transition? You like that segue? Yeah. That was good. Yeah. That was good. Next one on our list. Purkulit. <laughs> which, which I think yeah. we amended to tentacle monsters, right? Kind of in... Well, yeah, but I mean, I mean, there's kind of unique amongst the tentacle monsters. He is. I would say there are unique tentacle monsters that deserve a certain spotlight, <laughs> or gullet being one. Yeah. So that's, I, some fr- that's this, a different kind of freaky shiznit going on. This was yours, cat, right? What some of yes, the other this was tentacle mine. monsters bring? Yeah. So I mean, Star Wars has a thing for tentacle monsters anyway, right. which is kind, which gets kind of hilarious, uh, but kind of awesome. <laughs> but Borgullet, like, again, I think it's the whole, like, invasive aspect. Like, not only is it just kind of creepy and slimy looking, but the fact that it's actually, like, sifting through your memories, that just kind of ups the creep factor there for me. So, let me ask, why is it romantic if Kylo Ren does it, but is big, ugly worm dude... It's not, you know, it's like, look, I <laughs> come on. Well, one, one has flowing, beautiful locks of hair and the, and other, the other one one's Kylo is Ren. like a land. Boom. Chakalaka. But seriously, that's one of the no. oldest comedy tricks. I know. And I yeah. love it. I love it. <laughs> I did the same thing when I described how Venom and A Star is One of the same movies. One features a freaky alien, and the other one features Venom. Huh? Right. Which is a true story. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, just a double I, standard there. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. All right? Well, I don't think I, I ever that's how said you feel that... about Gaga. <laughs> I don't think I ever said that I thought... Kylo Ren invading Ray's mind was romantic, so let's, yeah. Well, I'm not saying you specifically, but I mean, there's a big subsection of the fandom that's there's all about a that. Se- yes, yeah, that's true. <laughs> They're biased against cephalopod tentacle monsters, obviously. I'm just, just saying, I mean, if, 
You don't see anybody shipping Borgullet and, and, and Bodhi, all right? So <laughs> Poor Borgullet. Not until this very podcast. Oh. I wouldn't. Bo- don't go on. Bo- don't go gullet. on the internet, guys. Bodhi it's probably gullet. out Bodhi Gullet. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably out there. Freaking Star Wars and the Tentacle Monsters. It is now. Which brings us to our next one, the OG tentacle monster of the franchise. Right? Yeah. John, this was yours. The Dianoga. That trash compactor scene was freaky business. So you you were the, the only one of us, I think. Feel free to correct me, Adrian. So you saw this in the theater as a yeah. child, John. Right. Like, what, right. you said you were seven? So... Yeah, yeah, did that did that freak you out? I was six, like, actually. Six, okay. Yeah, All I was right. six. Sorry. No, that was scary. That was like some Jaws business. <laughs> I mean, they're in the, there's something in the water, mm-hmm. and it, it pulled the hero uh, down, and he was he was down for a long time. Uh, I and I'm like, can't believe Luke goes out that way. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. (laughs) So I was I was older, but I remember still being like freaked out a little bit when the eye pops up. Yeah, and then disappears, and you're like, "Uh, what was that?" Yeah, (laughs) like what's gonna happen? Something has an eye stalk. That's creepy. Yeah. Did you guys ever play? Shadows of the Empire for PC or Nintendo 64, by any chance? Yes, sir. Yes. No. It's been a long time. Remember that level where you're in the sewers and you fight uh, Dianoga? I do remember that. Yeah. That was the freakiest level, man, because you're like- It was. The whole place fills up with water, and you can't yeah. breathe, and this thing is a lot bigger than I ever thought it'd be. That was like the first time I saw how, like a full-bodied one, Massive. you know? Massive. Yeah. It's huge. And I kept dying. Over and over and over. And over. <laughs> Great game, though. They don't make them like that anymore. Yeah. Yep. Uh. So, I mean, there are, as we were saying, a lot of tentacle creatures in Star Wars, you know. Um, but I think those two specifically, and maybe the Rathtar, um, deserve a special place in... Uh, Star Wars tentacle monster Pathion. The Rathar, just because of the look Ray gives it when we see when it eats someone in front of her. Like we, we're right. not seeing the carnage, but based on her on her look, her expression, you know it's not pretty. Yeah. Right. And I mean those are pretty freaky, the tentacles and the gaping mouth. It's yeah. like a sarlacc, but mobile. <laughs> mobile sarlacc. Yeah. Pretty much. Although I I do have to say, while the Raftars are pretty horrifying, they do make for one of my most favorite scenes in the comics when we get Darth Maul mm-hmm. fighting three Raftars, which is pretty freaking awesome. Wow. That was pretty freaking cool. I agree. One of one of my favorite panels is Maul facing down the Raftars. It's good. Good stuff. Good stuff. You know what else is good stuff? What is? Vader, Friday the 13th, the hell out of the Rebels at the end of Rogue One. Wow, yeah. That's good stuff. 
That is the good best stuff. The best stuff. <laughs> yeah. So Rogue One came out before we started doing the podcast. I don't think we ever talked about it. How did you guys react to that scene? So we're, we're there on the ship. The, the plans got transmitted onto, onto the ship, right? The rebels are doing their thing. Then the lights go out all of a sudden. The music stops. Then you just hear Vader's breathing. And then you see that crimson blade just pop out. And the music goes into full anarchy mode. How did you yep. react in the theater to that? I probably can't repeat it on or shouldn't repeat it on. <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast. No, I was basically like, oh, my God. Um, and then I'm like, hell, yes. <laughs> That's- well, because, I mean, I, I think this is this is Vader full berserker mode. Yes. You know, which we had never experienced mm-hmm. ever. But we all imagined the mm-hmm. all these years the things that he could do in a combat situation against opponents that are just completely outmatched by his power and his ferocity and his lightsaber. I mean, it was everything that, um, that our wildest dreams had conjured up right before our eyes, really for the very first time. And it was terrific. Didn't disappoint. I think I stood up in the theater. I stood up a one like twice during that ending. Yeah, no, I I freak I I I had like a really violent response to it just because I wasn't expecting that much of that much badassery that late in the game. You know, some people call it fan service, but like you guys are saying, like that's the first time we've seen the Vader from our imaginations in a movie acting that way, not fighting an old man, not toying with his son. Literally just him mowing the lawn, just doing what he does. I, I, that scene is such an interesting juxtaposition, though, because on the one hand, you're like, hell yes, Vader going full Vader on all these hapless rebels. <laughs> but at the same time, you're like, if oh, no, I the hapless there, rebels. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, I'd be peeing my pants. I mean, not even kidding. Like, you're just like, because you know what's coming. And I think that's maybe one of what makes the scene so good is, you know, like you're saying, the lights go down and then you hear the breathing and you're just like, oh, crap. And then the like, choir just to- starts. Like, when that choir goes yeah. on, like, oh, oh shivers. It shivers. Right, just thinking yeah. about it. And also that one touch in the middle yeah. of it, the one rebel just take it. Then you see the saber go through the door and, you know, it went through yes. him. Yeah. That's another slasher move, man. Jason and Michael yeah. do that all the time. Just Well, and then one of my favorites, and I've seen this go around, you know, it's been on all the socials and stuff, is there's like a behind the scenes <laughs> picture of that scene and it's the rebel at the door and then you've got whoever is wearing the Vader suit right very shadowy right behind him which if that doesn't scream like horror movie you know what does the shadowy monster coming up behind you except in this case that the rebel knows he's there he's <laughs> desperately trying to get away <laughs> the rebels know he's there because Vader wants them to know he's there yeah yeah that's that, you, you gotta love that too about Vader and like I, I guess just like we're keeping the whole slasher comparison. He's theatrical about it. 
He could have easily oh. just snapped all their necks like that if he wanted to. No, he 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 feeds off the fear. He it it feeds him power, man. It's like dark side shit right there, and he's just going to town, having fun. I think that's the most he, he that's the closest he can get to actually having fun in his own sithy way. Well, I mean, we could probably have a whole episode to talk about how extra Vader is. How over the top. But I mean, just think about the fact for a minute that prior to that scene, he like turned off his respirator and all the lights on his chest plate <laughs> so that they wouldn't see him coming and then like, turns it all totally. back on. Right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Vader is nothing if not a drama lover. He did the same thing with uh, Luke in Empire Strikes Back. He just got Luke yeah. walking around the carbon freezing chamber. Then then you hear him breathing. That, yeah. Dude bro yeah. was holding his too. breath. There was a precedent. Good call. Yeah, Vader's just, just there. <laughs> holding oh, his breath. He's, yeah. he's here. He's here. He's here. Ooh. Wait, which one is the precedent? <sighs> Ooh. Well, Ooh. Empire, because it came Head, out first. Certain point Heady of view. Question, it depends though. on your point Heady of view. Any question. Point of view. <laughs> From a certain point of view, yeah. So, speaking of another theatrical Sith Lord. Yeah? <laughs> Spider Maul. Sp- <laughs> Spider Maul. Spider Maul. Uh, yeah, this. My, my least favorite Maul. But. But. The horror show. Yeah, so. Also, my least favorite Maul. But the whole. Again, that whole episode. You know, when Savage Press is trying to find him. So the first thing you've got, like, this creepy snake that's the guide. So that kind of, like, yeah. sets the tone. They're wandering right. through a creepy junkyard. So the again, Anacondin, which was a An Anacondin. Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> An Anacondin. I was really on the nose. Um, right. You know, so you've got the snake. You've got creepy, at you know, setting. And then you've got insane Maul with his insane spider legs. Like, it's... <sighs> I guess that it's not so much horror-esque, but it's still, it's freaky. Like, in kind of like that body horror, you know, the centipede or whatever that, um, human centipede or whatever that. That was nothing was. like human centipede. Do you know what human okay, centipede sorry. is? Well, that was like people. You know what? But- oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. That snake creature was way more like Steve Buscemi in Monsters, Inc. than it was human centipede. No, no, I'm not talking Mike about Wazowski. the snake. No, no, I'm not talking about the snake. I'm talking about Maul, like the, just the spider robot <laughs> legs with the no, torso. No, that's not human centipede. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so- <laughs> we'll talk about okay. what human centipede is later. <laughs> no, I right. mean, I know. <laughs> oh my Do God, you, you though? Because I feel like you don't. <laughs> I feel like you don't. <laughs> I really feel like you don't. Okay, Unless you're seeing well, something in this scene that none of us have been, are able right, to see. All right, fine. Yeah, unless, there but, was, unless there was somebody else behind Maul okay, okay. that we didn't notice. All right, fine. But <laughs> fine. That's all right. Just and laughing. there goes Adrian. Yeah, I'm hilarious. I'm sorry. But I'm it. Sorry. Anyway. Adrian needs a moment. It just yeah. give Adrian a moment. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully he doesn't die. It's but... kind of like a hot pepper effect, you know? You got to just breathe through it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Anyway. It's horrifying. I, find, I, I get the I, point. Yeah. I, I did. <laughs> anyway, anyway, back to your point. Go on. Anyway, 
I think that whole kind of setup is freaky. And part of it's just Maul's it insanity, but also the spider legs are gross. Did we they are. find out where yeah. he got those spider legs from? And why whoever gave them to him had to include the big tarantula butt? My headcanon right. is that he created it himself. Tarantula butt and all. Yeah. Because if you're going to go spider, you might as well go full on spider. Yes. Yeah. I think when we were discussing that episode, we also we also compared it to uh, Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. Yeah. Shelob. Yep. It's pretty dope. But yeah, I totally agree. Uh, awesome body horror there. Which uh, you know, Star Wars is pretty big with the body horror. If you think about it too, I mean, yeah, it's very subtle sometimes with you know just like a limb or so here and there just getting chopped off and getting replaced. Right. Then you got stuff like Grievous and Maul and Vader where a lot more than a limb is replaced. Yeah. But then the next uh, thing on our list just takes it to a whole well, wait, new level. Wait, let, me, huh? let, me, let me just say one more thing about Maul. Say something okay. about Maul. Because, because we, can't, we can't have this discussion about this character without pointing out the fact that the upper half, I mean the lower half of Maul at this point, is one of the scariest things on the planet. A lot of people are afraid of spiders. But the upper half of Maul is still the devil himself. It's true. The mm-hmm. horns, the markings. I mean, Maul, as he came out on the screen, was a demon. It's true. That is right. Or or a lesser devil or something. Mm-hmm. At least that's his his uh, his visage, you mm-hmm. know? No, you're and, right. And so to, to talk about Maul and not say... How scary and devil-like he looks would be a missed opportunity as well, and, and grossly overlooked. So I Good wanted call. to roll that into the Spider Mall discussion. Please, sir. No. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I've been really focused on that hill fire one, but you're right. He is a yeah. literal spider demon in that scene too. Yeah, yeah. Very good call. I really appreciate that. Well, thank you. Yeah. And I appreciate the laugh, cat. <laughs> I wasn't laughing at you. It's just that comparison. <laughs> Please don't think that I was laughing at you. Oh, I don't. I don't. I'm just here right. for the hilarity. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah. on it. <laughs> uh, body horror. We got Vader, Maul, Grievous, but then last shot, the novel, the one with the Ewok slicer, mm. took things yeah. to a whole different level. Yeah. Sure yeah. did. Sure did. And, you know, I applaud them for really going in a new direction for Star Wars in that now we have these just horrific um, droid human cyborgs, I guess? Human-cyborg relations? Yeah, well, I mean, you had, like, humans with droids, but then they had also grafted, like, other alien species. Like, wasn't there were, like, Wookiees, right? Yeah, that was my least. John is not big on the Wookiee. Yeah. I wasn't. I, the Robo Wookiees was not cool with me. I, I know, but it goes kind of hand in hand with that. Yes. Wait, how <laughs> many hands? Because hand in hand in like, hand. With uh, <laughs> how many are robot hands? Lost track. Yeah. So specifically talking know, about you're that right. book, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's a, pl- a lot of horrible imagery like that. Uh, 
a lot of horror movie moments in there. Lando and uh, L3 finding Weisinger's ship, like his little workshop of yeah. horrors. Just the way they describe the yeah. smell in there and all that good stuff. But I think the most <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just I'm just laughing about yeah. Describing the smell, yes. The most horrifying moment of the novel, though, I think, is when Weisinger, uh experiments, like, the, his first abomination. with He uses his body, his friend's body, trying to save him, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. He's describing the blood vessels. He's describing the whole process. And it just, I remember listening, I was listening to the audiobook. I'm like, what is this? This isn't Star Wars. And I kept rewinding that section. I'm like, this is this is horror Star Wars, like, in a whole different level. Yeah, it was. It really was. This is freaking reanimator. This is it was, Herbert West. Yeah. This is bizarre, and I freaking love it. I don't want all of Star Wars to be this way, but every now and again. And, and, no. and for those who haven't read it or listened to the audiobook, I mean, the character of Faison Gore is, he's a medical student, right? Yes. yes. And and his from Utapau. His his whole class of students gets attacked. And um for some reason like they wanted to have doctors or something like that, right? It was a medical school, yeah, the, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah well they're the in the medical school. school and yeah, they they like the the pirates or whoever they are come in yeah. and they want like the best yeah, basically they're looking to kidnap a doctor, and his best friend opens his mouth, so then he goes along with it, because his best friend is actually not that great. Yeah. So, they end up together, but then his best friend dies, or gets grievously injured, and then dies. I'm trying to remember yeah. now the details. I, I should go back and listen to that section. But yeah, yeah, and so is, and so then, like his friend dies, and he and he tries to like rescue him, and he turns him into this ghoulish, half human, half robot figure. Yeah, but in a way that's just—it's not Vader, it's not Grievous, it is something right. hellish, something else. Yeah, yeah. and he he gets it's into whole his other mind level. that um, that that droids are the ultimate life form, and that. Um, organic flesh is inferior, mm-hmm. and that's the whole premise of the character. And He's trying yeah. to turn everything into a droid society, and that just opens up a whole nother can of worms, philosophically speaking. Weisinger is come to think of it, yeah, I, I love the character. I think he's one of my favorite Star Wars characters, just because of that alone. It's really? he's really unique. You know, just compared to all the other antagonists, absolutely. Like the dude himself, he's just like a mad doctor. He's not this crazy bounty hunter, a Sith Lord. He's not physically imposing. He's this tall, lanky dude that lets it cut you up and make you into something else. The Sith Lord would shudder at that. I think. Yeah, I. Yeah, it's definitely more in the mad scientist trope, which we see a little bit in the Clone Wars too, with that one, um, the virus, the, the blue, blue shadow, shadow virus, virus with that. <laughs> ugh, 
Oh, I hated I hate that, that guy. Fool. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I know. Like, so in this case, I mean, in last shot, yeah, he's a lot more competent and less cartoony. <laughs> See what I did there. <laughs> um, but I mean, we we've seen the trope in Star Wars before of the the mad scientist trying to wipe out worlds and take over. There was the one in the Vader comic that made those, like, other cyborgs, yes. too, to yes, combat Vader. More, yes, that's right. Uh, that was in the first Vader series. It was in the series. first Vader series, uh-huh. And, yes, he creates, oh, God, I, f- oh, I fail. I forget the scientist's name. It's been a while but for But yeah, he's yeah, just... he's got he's created kind of like not an army, but you know, he's got his projects or whatever. Um There's a one the... Mon Calamari with like a grievous body essentially. That just yes, looks so yeah. bizarre. It's yeah. weird. It's, yes, so we definitely it's not a new concept to Star Wars, but it it's very I mean, just reading it, it has that very horror novel very creepy spooky gross it's not new but Gore definitely takes it to a different level it's yeah it's just weird it's gross i love it so gross love it um so for the next one i'm gonna actually say the next one the next two together because they're pretty similar so i think we should uh compare them okay so it's the dark side, dark side cave on Dagobah. Yeah. And Ezra's uh, little encounter, little vision quest in the temple in Rebels. Oh, and can we throw in um, honorable mention um, Ray going into the dark side pool? Ooh, absolutely. Okay. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. You know, let's just throw it into yeah. the mix. Let's let's compare okay. these. All right. These dark side. Uh, um, tests, right? They're they're like uh-huh. moral tests. So let's let's compare that. All three of those. Sure. Um, this kind of goes hand in hand. You know, we were talking about Empire and Vader earlier, but I remember watching Empire as a what, like an eleven year old or something, and the scene, the cave scene freaked me out a lot. Like, that was almost more scary than Luke and Vader fighting later. Really? Because, yeah, because you don't really know. So, like, when Luke and Vader fight later in that movie, you know, you see Vader. But here, Luke's in the cave. You know, the tension is building through the music. It's all very atmospheric again, you know, kind of said. But we don't know what's going to pop out. And then it's like... I don't know. That freaked me out. But I think what actually freaked me out more or the most was that when Luke cuts off Vader's head in that scene and then the faceplate explodes to right. reveal yeah. Luke. Yeah. And I think that was what scared me the most because it's, it's startling for one. And then you're like, what the, you know, what? The? <laughs> so, so worth mentioning that the dark side cave on Dagobah was one that you and John picked. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I first saw that, that was another just horrifying moment. So, so well done. So well executed. I mean, that was scary. That was one of the all-time scariest 
movie scenes when I was, gosh, what, when did it come out? 82? 80. Through 80? 80. So Sorry. I was nine years old when that movie came out. That was, that was right up there with the flying monkeys from Wizard of Oz to me <laughs> as some of the scariest <laughs> stuff I've seen in movies up until that point. Interesting. I, by nine years old, I'd already done most of the Chucky series. and <laughs> Well, they weren't around when I was nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's, that's cool because I just found it odd that uh, both of you guys went to the Dark Side Cave, and that one didn't even occur to me. And I was trying to come up with my list. But I mean the the, the buildup is there. They got the weird noises in the cave, like ooh, you know, you got the snakes, the lizard. What's going on? The music is really low and creepy. And then you got Vader popping out of the shadows out of nowhere. The music picks up too. Yeah, I mean, the, you guys are right. I mean, it's totally part of it was probably the impressionable age that John and I both saw it at. You know maybe sticks in a different way. I mean, because, like, for me, comparatively, like, the Ezra, Ezra in the in the cave, I mean, like, that whole sequence is freaky and frightening when Ezra sees Kanan die, but it, not in the same way, I guess. I don't know. And maybe that's because I'm older now. And I, to me, like, then compared to Ray. Like I didn't I found I found Ray's version suspenseful but not scary, if that makes sense. But from a kid's perspective, I I, I could see a kid but getting yes. freaked out that Ray just got swallowed up by this butthole <laughs> in the ground. In the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that yeah, that's interesting. So you guys John said he was nine, Kat, you were I was eleven, I think. See, I was around somewhere around there too, nine. I think closer to nine than, than eleven. But a, again, I just I was already pretty deep into my horror movie uh, early on in my horror movie uh, uh, obsession, but still deep enough that after seeing a lot of stuff, I was probably too young at the time to be watching those. Part- that particular moment on Dagobah didn't really come up. Didn't freak me out as much as it probably should have if I was more of a normal kid, I think. <laughs> but but I I love that you guys both brought it up because yeah, it's I'm seeing that scene now in a new in a new light. That's cool. I dig it. Well, it's the whole oh, don't go in there. Don't whoa, yeah. don't go in there. That's the dark place. Take only. Take only what, uh, you'll face only what you take with you, right? You're right. It takes yeah. a weapon. It's like, no, don't take a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> Rule number one. Yeah. Yeah. I will argue, though, that Ezra in the temple and being pursued by the Inquisitor, that's a Star Wars equivalent to Freddy Krueger's boiler room. Yeah. The Inquisitor's taunting him the entire time. Oh, yeah. Lost. Oh, yeah. I, Everything's I'm, got a red light. It. Yeah. So, just... The the horror it's movie, true. the classic slasher, I guess, imagery is stronger there for me. Whereas the Dark Side Cave is it's more of a cerebral psychological horror that uh I had not seen before. So yeah. Yeah. And Ray's well 
Would you say Raze is more in line with the Dark Side Cave or Ezra? Um, I think I I guess Dark Side Cave, but I don't know. I didn't like. I said I found it more suspenseful than scary. Like I wanted to know. Or I was eager to know what was going to be revealed as opposed to Luke and Ezra where you're not really sure where it's like what was going to happen and where it was going to go, I guess. Right. To me. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I think it was more suspenseful than actually scary. Totes. Well, it's pretty scary, but uh, I don't think it comes close to like our last number one pick of the evening. Oh, oh yeah? my gosh, already at number one? We're at number one. This is the freakiest, absolute, most terrifying moment in the entire saga. I thought these weren't in any particular order. <laughs> Except for number one. Number one Except is for number Okay, one. all yeah. right. Number one, all I've been, right. I've been avoiding this one, saving it for number one. Okay, now okay. I'm trying to remember. Drum roll? Can I get a drum roll? <laughs> the literal wolf man in the cantina in the original Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's totally it. Literally a wolf man. It is. <laughs> yeah. Yep, absolutely. I... And the backstory is when they were when they were doing the creature cantina. They ran out of alien masks, and they were like, well, what else do you got for masks? Bring them all in. And so that's why there's a devil and a wolf man and all that stuff that's in there. So, actually, How that's... How did I forget about the devil, the devil. in there? I, I'm glad you guys brought that up, because I was only half kidding when I said that's the most horrifying moment in the whole saga. That is the first time... We, we see that, mom- that moment, we see it through Luke's perspective. That is our introduction to the weirdness of Star Wars. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Absolutely. Luke, Luke is freaking out, and we as an audience are freaking out with him. Because, yeah, there's a, there's a literal wolf man in there. There's a devil. Oh, my God, what the hell is that thing? It's like this giant reptilian smoking a hookah. Right? A bat, some bat creature. This small little yeah. bat kid. Exactly. That scene alone, the cantina scene, opens up the entire universe Yep. In more ways than one. And and that, like I think I've said in previous podcasts, that's the scene that really hooked me on Star Wars. That made probably the biggest impression on me when I was a kid, when I saw that cantina scene, and they showed all these aliens, and one from the next is weirder and creepier than anything I had ever seen, you know? That was cool. That was huge for me. It's pretty freaky, man. I'm trying to remember how I reacted to that scene when I first saw it. Um, I definitely remember seeing the 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 devilish looking creature and being like, "What the?" You know, <laughs> have we ever seen another Wolfman in Star Wars? Yes, we have. There's a Wolfman Jedi in the original Clone Wars miniseries. He has a green lightsaber. 
That's right. That's right. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Don't know what species that is, but yeah. Yeah. It's got the hind legs and everything. Werewolf with a lightsaber. (laughs) All right. Well, considering some of the other creatures that we have in Star Wars, Wolfman is really not that far out there. I mean, you've got talking lobsters and sharks for... (laughs) Yeah. All right, the sharks. I forgot about that. Which... I mean, that's kind of like horror-esque, right? The Jaws, you know. Look, I'm still afraid Jaws still freaks me out. Even a swimming pool, you guys. Even a swimming pool. Right? No, I'm with you. There might be sharks coming out of the drain or something. Um, So, some things stick with you. So, (laughs) Hey, it's going to be something. Might as well be Jaws. Yeah. I totally forgot so, about the shark dudes. I, you know, I forgot about him too until literally just now. But speaking of weird talking animal creatures, <laughs> so yeah, that, that that that's why the Wolfman and the Cantina scene is probably the most important scene. Uh, yeah, in the entire saga. Forget everything yeah. else. That is the most important thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know what? Uh, you're right. I, I totally, totally agree. <laughs> Literal devil. <laughs> yeah. Kind of is, though. I mean, we were talking no, about is. Darth Maul being, you know, a demon, but but this, yeah, literal devil sitting in the cantina, most yeah. nicely. With a creepy smile on its face. Very creepy really? smile. Like, yeah. That's a creeper <laughs> smile, man. That's Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, who's he smiling at? In the back. Uh, everyone. Everyone. Everyone who has a soul that he hasn't collected yet. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all these souls in the replater. Just right. Hey, hey, there's your Star Wars horror movie. I mean <laughs> Devil Guy, a Star Wars story. Yeah. Devil Guy and Wolfman Man. <laughs> Wolfman Man. You can have have your own uh what were they trying to revive with the mummy? That kind of what did they call that? Um, the <sighs> no, sorry, I'm totally blanking. But you know, they were with that new mummy movie. They were kind of trying to like revive the, oh, the whole like the Tom Cruise horror. one. Yeah, but kind of trying to revive the whole horror old school. Oh, the Universal was a, Studios classics? Like the classic I monsters? guess, yeah, yeah. Kind of like those classic, classic monsters. Wolfman, movies. Mummy, yeah. Frankenstein's Monster, Dracula. Swamp Creature, yeah, Dracula. Creature from the Black Lagoon Cat, Ray. Sorry, okay. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Slap me if you need to. I'll feel it. We'll slap the monitor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that was number working. one, but uh, we made uh, we made it to the top of the list, guys. But there are a bunch yeah, right. of notable right. mentions. Woo. So we we got a uh, the rancor pit for one. Yeah, totally. But like before yeah. the rancor actually ever shows up, you just see the the Twi'lek uh, slave go down, and you just hear her screaming and roar. It's like holy crap, what's down there? Yeah. Um, Ezra and those creatures on a. Ford and Axes, I think it's called, or something like that. And Rebels. Yes. 
He summons up the big mommy one, and even the even the Inquisitor's kind of freaking out at it. Mm-hmm. The spider creatures an Anon. Cadre brought up. Yeah, I think John did too. Yeah, uh, the ones that are with the uh, the Bindu. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, those were creepy. A lot of creepy creatures, to be sure. The Zillow Beast. The Zillow Beast, yeah, classic. The Godzilla, the kaiju monster of Star Wars. Yeah, yes. God, they really never finished up that little... They left us on a cliffhanger with that. They were going to clone it, and that's the last we ever heard of it. Yeah, that's the last we ever heard of it. Speaking of crazy scientists in the Star Wars universe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like Dr. Cornelius Evazon? Also a crazy scientist? Oh, crazy mofo scientist. Yeah, he's a torture porn guy in Star Wars. He was, yeah, who's maiming people, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, It's kind of serial killer-esque, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Evazan is a very, he's a slimy, slimy uh, character. Ugh, yeah. He's, he's got this film on him, just, he's kind of like Ted Cruz, just very. I see what you did there, yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. So the notable mentions list just can keep on going for forever and forever. And I really love that we did this because it just solidifies for me that there's horror and everything, including Star Wars. You just got to look for it. That's right. Honestly, don't have to look very hard. There's a lot of horror in Star Wars. If you're open-minded to it, yeah, it just sticks out at you. Yeah. We didn't even talk about any of the Canto bite aliens, you know. There's some creepy stuff there, too. The Kanto bite yeah. aliens. Yeah. The most horrifying alien in the thing was the one with the southern accent. The one Joseph Gordon-Levitt <laughs> played. Oh, <laughs> but not for the reasons. But not for think. the right reasons, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, okay, so what are some of the most horrifying moments for y'all in Star Wars? For the wrong reasons. For the wrong reasons? For the wrong reasons. For the wrong Sand reasons. Sand, it gets everywhere. Uh, uh, horrifying for the wrong reasons that cg pair that padme bites is pretty horrifying (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, (laughs) um um the very first special editions java the hut And the very first um, Phantom Menace Yoda. Oh, dude, that's probably the most <laughs> horrifying thing ever. Uh, uh, yeah, forget it, man. It's not the cantina. It's not a gore. It's freaking <laughs> that Yoda puppet. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to think uh, who's the... Uh, oh, I should be able to recall this, but the the singer in Jabba's... Oh, Sice Noodles? Noodles? Not the the guy. Not Sice Noodles, but... um, That guy? Yes. Jedi Rocks guy? Jedi Rocks guy. Yeah. Yeah. What's Ah, his name? That guy. But yes, yes, when they do the the CG, I mean, the close-up of it. Then he just goes up to you, he's like, get us 
swallow the this, camera and <laughs> yeah yes that little horrifying spittle. for the wrong reasons yeah yeah it's um. pretty freaking horrifying you're right <laughs> oof yeah that gave me chills <laughs> uh most of the dialogue in episode two <laughs> come on that's not horror it's hilarious Certain point of view, Catray. Certain point of view. I I will stand by the fact that (laughs) the Attack of the Clones is more comedy than the horror show. (laughs) But anyway. And so have you grown more beautiful, (laughs) I mean. Um um, hey, get a stare at you now. Creeper eyes. Yeah, you like that. Ugh, ugh, no. (laughs) No, thank you. How about uh about the big worm lady in Solo. Yeah, but that's not even, that's uh, not creepy for the wrong reasons. Mother that's Proxima? creepy because that's she's name, right? creepy. Proxima. Yeah, Proxima. I guess she's a purposefully creepy, right. They're all kind of, they're, I mean, they, they have to be modeled on like nocturnal, those like deep sea nocturnal creatures that don't ever see the light. They're all very pale and gross looking. Han getting his last name from a random imperial that speak yeah. that speaks space Spanish. That's pretty scary. That's horrifying. <laughs> yeah, you know what? This this whole episode just made me realize that Star Wars is a horror franchise. <laughs> On a certain level, you're not wrong. That's right. Every scene, there's an element of horror. All of it. There's a lot of them. R2-D2 and 3P are, are slaves. Being forced into these yeah. dangerous situations. Yeah. That's terrifying. That's horror. That pork watching Chewie eat its brethren. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you guys say we wrap this episode up? It's been uh, hauntingly fun. Well, hold and, on, uh, man. Uh, hold on. Yeah, I gotta. I, I gotta. Before we wrap up, I got a list of uh, spooky movies you can watch this Halloween that features Star Wars alumni. Oh yeah, that's yes. right. I almost forgot. Yeah, that you want to watch no, no spooky movies? Oh, absolutely. Bring it on. So, a lot of these you can find on streaming right now. Totally awesome. Um, going to start off with some of my favorites that feature Mark Hamill. Uh, John Carpenter's Body Bags. It's an anthology movie, but he's featured in the last segment where he plays a baseball player that goes crazy after he gets a new eye because he loses his eye in an accident. Ooh. Yeah, it's, that one's a gnarly one. Um, also featuring Mark Hamill, Village of the Damned, another Carpenter flick. That one, not my favorite Carpenter movie, but still a pretty gnarly watch. And just even as a kid, I remember watching it and it's like, hey, that's Luke. Why is Luke doing that? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Luke, stop. And he makes an uncredited cameo at the beginning of Sleepwalkers, which is a Stephen King story adaptation. And there's also this other movie called Airborne that stars Hamill, which I've not been able to bring myself to watch because the trailer looks terrible. 
Horrible. <laughs> Maybe someday, but that day is not today. If uh, you want to get a Carrie Fisher fix, I recommend The Burbs. She plays a minor role in it, but the movie itself is pretty freaking awesome. Uh, it stars Tom Hanks. You know, it's one of those creepy neighbor movies. Totally love it. It's campy. Uh, Carrie Fisher also shows up in Scream 3 in a very meta role where she she doesn't play herself, but she talks about Carrie Fisher and George Lucas, and it's pretty funny. And she talk, she brings up Princess Leia in that one, too. And she's also in awesome. Sorority Row. Oh. No. Yeah. Wow. There you go. She's pretty bad as in that one, too. Uh, you want a Natalie Portman fix? Black Swan and Annihilation. Not your standard type of horror movies. They're more cerebral. And Annihilation is like more of a sci-fi horror, but really freaking awesome. And that one also features Oscar Isaac. So, yeah. I love both of those films. Two of my favorites. I really need to see Annihilation. I read the book. Yeah. But... I really want to see the movie. You should totally see the movie. Watch the movie right now. You should not be podcasting. Not yet. Not yet. It's on overseas. Overseas, uh huh? They did, yeah. Ah, curses. Check it out for me. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. One of my top for this year. Oh, wow. But something you can't watch right now, Kat. If you want want your Sam Witwer fix, because damn. That other night. I do I do love me some Sam Witwer. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. You're not shy about uh hiding it either. Yeah, Sam Witwer, <laughs> you can find him in 2007's The Mist, another Stephen King adaptation. Not too big on that one. But he also shows up in Tales of Halloween, which is another anthology on Netflix. Hilarious in the short he shows up in. Like funny. It is just a funny, funny, funny short. If anything, just go to Netflix and watch that one, Cat, okay. or even you, John. Kate. It's it's like yeah. a good 10, 15 minutes of just Sam Witwer being campy and fun. And he was also which, on Being Human, playing a vampire. Which is an awesome show. Yes, it was. And <laughs> I would highly encourage people to watch it. It was good. Better than the British version, too. I like the American Ooh. version more. Ooh, yeah. So... Is that an unpopular anyway. take? I feel like that'd be an unpopular take. I feel like it is an unpopular take because a lot of people tend to think the British versions are better, but I honestly think the American version was... I was more partial to that. It says Sam Witwer was not <laughs> No, not just because of Sam Witwer. I mean, the British version had Aiden Turner, so like, let's not go... Um, we don't have to compare them. We can enjoy both. But <laughs> anyway, that's a different podcast. <laughs> the thirst is strong with this one. <laughs> um, if you guys want a Liam Neeson fix, there's The Haunting. Kind of really sucks. Don't recommend it, but it's there. <laughs> then there's a Dark Man, which is like a horror superhero kind of kind of thing. Yeah. I like Darkman. That one's campy. You've seen Darkman, John? Pretty good. And when it, yeah, it, I mean, when it came out, I forgot all about that movie. That's Liam Neeson. That's Liam Neeson. Whoa! I just okay. I need to rewatch. And I just finally watched that the other night for my challenge. And damn, I had no idea Liam Neeson was in this. 
and it totally threw me through a loop. (laughs) (laughs) And he also has this other horror movie called Afterlife, which I remember seeing the trailer for, but yeah, it looks kind of bad too. (laughs) So, uh, John Boyega and Attack the Block, another one of my favorite movies. Still haven't seen Attack the Block. Still haven't Me seen either. Attack the Block. That one is so on, good, Netflix, you guys. Oh my god, British sci-fi horror with John Boyega. Damn. So many of my favorite references come from that movie. Well, Netflix, hurry up and put it on so I can watch it. For real. Um, let's see here. Uh, okay, so some matches from the animated set of thing things. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr., we know him as Kanan. He was part of that uh, initial craze of slasher films that came out after Scream, where all slasher films had to have beautiful name brand people, basically. So you could catch him in I Know What You Did Last Summer, I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, and the two <laughs> Scooby-Doo movies. <laughs> which also has Sarah Michelle well, Gellar. Yeah, man. Who plays the seventh sister? Who plays yeah, the seventh sister. I just have to say, I have actually seen. I know what you did last summer. Can we saw a movie? Still know what you did. Yay, <laughs> yay, <laughs> a nice Star Wars movie. Hooray! <laughs> a horror movie, no less. But I remember, right. I remember seeing those in the theater. Anyway, dating myself. Uh, Damn, I'm just happy you've seen a movie. Shouldn't you be dating your husband? <laughs> <laughs> She went through a weird phase, man. All right, don't don't make yeah. her feel weird about it. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar's also in the Grudge remakes, and of course, she's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, yeah. Um, Alec Guinness, I was surprised, actually did a horror movie, which I have yeah. not seen. It's called The uh, Mute Witness. Ooh. I haven't seen it; never heard of it until today when I was making this list. He plays a character <laughs> called the Reaper. Right? I'm like, all right. Sounds fascinating. Uh, Domo Gleason, uh, The Little Stranger. I think that's been making the rounds. I don't know if it's gotten a full theatrical run yet. Real gothic looking kind of horror. Uh, Ian, Ian McDermott and Sleepy Hollow. So there's that. Okay, so Adam Driver is currently filming a horror movie with Bill Murray. (laughs) That's an interesting comment. Tilda Swinton. Ghostbusters 4? And C. Buscemi. (laughs) Ghostbusters 4. No. But, I mean, just think about that. Adam Driver, Bill Murray, uh, Tilda Swinton, and C. Buscemi. That sounds Ah. freaking awesome. Yeah. I want Selena Gomez for... If you're into that, <laughs> and uh, it's yeah, it's a horror comedy about zombies. The dead don't die is what cool. it's called. So totally looking forward to that. Um, Ewan McGregor is also getting into the horror game with Doctor Sleep, which is coming out I think in 2020, which wow. is a sequel to The Shining. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, the book is way better. Just saying. <laughs> As per usual, that's another podcast. They almost always are. Um... And I think just to round out this list, you, of course, you got Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee in a butt ton of horror movies back in the day. <laughs> right, like a yeah. lot, a literal, yeah. a, a literal, literal butt ton. ton. <laughs> right, the Hammer, Frankenstein, and Dracula films. Uh, Cushing was in Tales from the Crypt. 
Christopher Lee was uh, Dracula. Cushing was Van Helsing. I mean, there's, there's you you you'll you won't it won't be hard for you to find any horror movies featuring those two bad boys. Right. Cushing played Van Helsing. Yep. That's kind of amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So just the final final thing here. I decided to look up uh, Daisy Ridley. See if she she had done any horror. Uh-huh. So I teased you guys at the oh, beginning right. yes, with uh, this yeah. little snippet. It is so freaking weird. I watched it. I felt confused and angry at it. <laughs> you guys want to finish it? Yes. Yeah, well, yes. I mean, we've seen uh, six of the 19 seconds, so if we can see the rest, <laughs> that'd be great. Six of the 16 seconds. 16 seconds, oh, excuse sorry. me. Sorry, there's a whole 10. Am I going to feel safe going home on the bus after this? I don't know, Kat. I, I mean, it is. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's pretty horrifying the way episode two is horrifying. <laughs> so. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> That was it. I think you'll be okay on the bus. Yeah, I, I think so. As long as nobody tampers with my spaghetti. Uh- <laughs> I have no context for that for that clip. Right. right. I don't know what that, that is. Now we're gonna have to put that clip, embed it somehow in this. Oh, we're putting the socials. You can for watch this clip on our on our socials. Once listen to this episode. Listen to the audio, yeah. then go watch uh, it. Go go find it. Yep. Yep. Again, it'll be on our socials yep. just because. Okay. What? What? The, that, that's what? Daisy Ridley. That is her. It is. Yeah. No. Yeah, and it almost looks recent. The, the clip is to, uh, to me, from 2015. Yeah. It's, it, it was at least uploaded in 2015 to YouTube. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. And then there is another actual su- short short Daisy Ridley film called uh, Blue Season, which is it's pretty all right. Pretty all right. So, I don't know. All I look right, forward right. to seeing her in an actual feature-length horror movie someday. Because uh, her debut really isn't... Uh... <laughs> Wasn't that impressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this list was by no means a definitive list. I know I'm missing some. Some on purpose, right. some... I probably don't even know about, but I think it's a pretty cool start. I'll give you one we didn't talk about. Ooh, uh, please. Oh, please. Uh, oh, in terms of um, horrifying things from Star Wars, okay. here's one we never touched about. Oh, okay. And this this is a bit of a stretch, and I'll just put, put that out already. But in the Creature Cantina scene, Yeesh. there are severed heads of IG-88 robots being used as drink dispensers. <laughs> that's metal. That's yeah, very literally. Yeah, that's horror business. Well, that's why they don't allow droids in there, man. It's a madhouse for them, right? Yeah, yeah. Good lord, that's got to be it. <laughs> Use their spare parts for drink. Let's well, drink out of their skulls. Yeah. Oh my god! You know what's another unseen horror in Star Wars? But it's implied. What? Yeah, the Ewoks freaking eat people. Oh man! Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How? Yeah. 
how the heck did we forget that? And that Wookiees yes. tear people's arms off. Which yeah. we saw. It. Chewbacca has <laughs> eaten people. It's implied in Solo that he's eaten people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of. Yeah. Oh. I've been seeing this one flying around the internet. Uh, uh, the clothes Leia gets in the Ewok village. That belonged to someone. <laughs> a dead person. <laughs> She's wearing a dead person's clothes. I right. tend to headcanon that they loved her so much that they made that for her. They crafted a gown. They crafted a gown <laughs> in her, her size. Because they thought she was so pretty. In perfect and stitching. Yeah. Yeah. Did her hair too. Don't take. Yeah. <laughs> That's my headcanon, and then you can't take it away. She's not wearing dead people clothing. The <laughs> <laughs> thing, they eat people, and they they don't. It's they do know better because they treated Leia nice. They chose to try and eat Han and Luke and Chewie. Story, yeah. Hell, they were gonna try and eat R two. He was tied up too. Yeah, he was. They were gonna they were gonna take his dome and make it into a soup bowl for eyeball <laughs> spaghetti. Right. And whatever happened to all the stormtroopers? I mean, we see them playing with their helmets like drums. Where are the bodies? What right? do you think that giant fire was? <laughs> <gasps> Ewoks, man. They're sentient. They're smart. They know what they're doing. Do you suppose, then, that Yub Nub loosely translate in st- into barbecue? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Maybe. Barbecue. Spill the blood, spill the blood of the innocent. Yum, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll have a bite. Yum, yum. <laughs> <laughs> yum, <Wow>. yum. <laughs> nice in my tummy. Yum, yum. <laughs> there you go. New headcanon. All right. It's a cooking song. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's a cookbook. Wow. I'm not hungry now. I am. What do you say we wrap this up so I can go eat? <laughs> Good people can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Forcefan Podcast and our website, forcefanpodcast.com. Uh, if you guys want to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blue Lab Pro and my portfolio website, bluelabpro.com, where I am in the final stretch of my 365 Woo-hoo. movie challenge. Wow. Oof. You can do it. Yeah, You're you almost can. Almost there. You are. Coming up on day 300, man. Wow. Wow. That's how I'm marking the years by how far along you get in this movie challenge. God, man. I, I'm so tired. So tired. What was your favorite, <laughs> most recent surprise? Uh, Most recent? Surprise? I don't know about surprise. Like, the new Halloween just, like, blew me away. I absolutely okay. adored it. Yeah. That was like the last favorite that I saw. Okay. It's phenomenal. It's just a good movie. Not a good horror movie, just a good movie, period. Nice. I can't recommend it enough to people. Cool. I have to check it out still. <coughs> can't raise to see it too. <laughs> I have to. Yeah. There are many. She has to wait till her kids grow up. Cat Ray, where can the good people find her? Find oh, you. The- <laughs> Where can they find Well, her? my clone, uh, speaking of body <laughs> horror, so yeah, yeah. Uh, the people can find me and her uh, <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram at Cat Ray. 
And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ThatJohnFred or on my Facebook page, John K. Frederick. That's going to wrap things up. Happy Halloween, everybody. We love you from Fans of the Forest Podcast. May the Force be with you. And then some. <laughs> what a wild, what a wild, what a wild. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs> yup, yup. Trick or treat. <laughs> <laughs>